gentlemen. It's time. Time Magazine, Entertainment Weekly, and Rolling Stone agree. The Avengers is the first blockbuster of the summer. How about that? It's a super smart, super cool triumph. It will blow away all your senses. The Avengers is the best superhero movie of all time. Earth's Mightiest Heroes kind of thing. Gonna be fun. The Avengers, rated PG-13, now playing in theaters and IMAX 3D. Greetings, everyone, one and all, and geeks of all ages and sizes and everything. <laughs> this is Rico. You're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi, the weekly geeky podcast about Star Trek, Star Wars, sci-fi, comic books, especially comic books, because the Avengers rocked. I, I will not give any spoilers out for the movie except that it rocked (laughs) it was so good i will give you a a few more of those uh excited impressions of it uh on the podcast but i won't spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it since it just came out in the states at least a couple of days ago Uh, today i should say is as may the 6th 2012 it is podcast 383 only what 17 to go until 400 yes i can do basic math today on a sunday morning uh, today, though, uh, besides a, a real brief, um, just a couple comments about the Avengers that aren't spoilers, and a few other topics of news and information, the main uh, subject and topic will be a Voyager episode. It's kind of, uh, kind of time to do a Voyager episode. Uh, this one is called Hunters. It is from Season 4 of Voyager. I'm going to do a commentary, play the episode uh, like I I do uh, often. And this episode showed or had Tuvok and Seven of Nine captured by the Herogen. And I think it's an interesting episode. There's other things going on about messages from home and things like that. So it's a a good episode, and I think we're going to have fun covering it for you. So, or I will, and you'll be listening. The... um, I guess that's about it. I really have to say for a preview. Uh, I do want to say thank Mark again, uh, who did a great job with that Black Hole podcast last week. I, I, we were talking a little bit about it on the forums, and uh, even though this movie is a while ago, I, there was even some people on the forums who would never uh, have never seen it. So uh, I, I love when movies get covered that uh, are kind of little known, perhaps by some people. Uh, you know, it's gosh, what, 30-plus years ago, 33 or so years ago that movie came out. I did see it in the theaters, yes, and enjoyed it. It has some campiness and schlockiness to it at at this point in time. I think actually even when I saw it, it did a little bit, but it's still a very good movie and fun to watch, and thanks again, Mark, for doing that. Hope you do another show sometime. So uh, I think that's all it for the prelude to uh, today's podcast. So uh, as I uh, say often, sit back, relax, and here we go with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, beat me up. Fascinating. Stand by to receive our transmission. Okay, so here goes into the main uh, meat of the show for uh, this week on Treks in Sci-Fi. I have to say I'm very pleased and happy that uh, since I started in 2012, 
with this every other week uh, format. I would be doing a podcast every other week, and we would have fill-ins uh, on the other weeks of the month, you know, so 50% of me doing a show and 50% other people. Uh, I'm very, very pleased that uh, we've had so many guests step up and uh, do shows, and I want to just put the shout-out and the call-out. Uh, this month, May, we, we're pretty well covered, I think, uh, but uh, it never hurts to uh, get a slot a spot uh Uh, penciled in for yourself. If you have an idea for a show, if you want to cover a particular Star Trek episode, maybe one that I haven't covered, uh, I would love that, or a movie or a TV show or a book series or music, whatever you like and you think I haven't covered or uh, should be covered on Treks and Sci-Fi, please shoot me an email, treksf at gmail.com. I'd love to have other guests jump in and even the regulars are great to come back as well uh who have guested a few times in the past uh whatever i'm open to it uh, uh a good comic book podcast would be great too somebody wants to cover uh maybe the history of star trek comics will i'm looking at you will uh i know you're a big comic fan so anyway whoever uh wants to do a show just shoot me an email and we'll get something lined up Okay, the first thing I, I must talk about, uh, because it's killing me a little bit <laughs> to not talk too much about it, but the Avengers. Uh, all I'll say is I, I went to see it uh, with my friend Mark on Friday night, well, evening. It was right after work, like about a 5 o'clock show, uh, a pretty full theater. Uh, it was, uh, they actually were, there was some kind of birthday party. At the theater we go to, they do little parties and things there. Uh, they've got a pretty nice setup. They've got a little room, and uh, they they have, you know, pizza for kids and that. And uh, there was a birthday party, so two rows kind of in the middle of the theater were all blocked off for this birthday party, which was a little odd. And all the times I've been to this theater, I've never seen them do that before, so that was a little different. Uh, but I got we got okay seats, and uh, I got there probably maybe... Uh, I'd say I got into the theater maybe a half hour before the movie started, and uh, I'll just have to say, you know, I I used to read the Avengers regularly uh, for a long, long time. I I have stopped and started in recent years. One of the the issues, or hey, hey, get it, comic book issues, one of the problems I have a little bit with the Avengers these days is there are so many, um, there are multiple books for it, and I always find that a little bit hard to pick one to read. I don't like to read them all. I don't really have the time or the money to do that. So it's hard. But I think I might, after seeing this movie, I might get back into reading one of them on a regular basis. But I have read The Avengers for a very long time. I used to, like I said, read it very steadily. So I know the team. I know the characters. I know uh, The Avengers very well. And uh, this movie did a great job, really. It it, it just, Joss Whedon directing it was was a, a nearly perfect pick and fit he knows how to do an ensemble a cast and, and and that and he gives everyone a chance to to do something and shine kind of in the movie there's there's no you know there's six i guess i think it's six main avengers you can see all this from the previews and and they all get stuff to do and it's really well done and uh, it just the movie looks great it, it's it's well paced and and like i said i'm not going to spoil it for anyone but I know if you if you have at all any kind of interest in this movie, and even if you're not really a big comic book fan, I think you'll see this movie has a lot uh, to offer. Uh, you know, there's drama, humor. There's just uh, you know, there's just action. You know, galore, of course, and uh, and a, and, a, and a pretty good story. So I uh, and and great characters moments too. So uh, I, I give it uh, you know very big thumbs up. I don't like to do five out of five stars or star ratings. I, ha- I have a hard time doing that. 
I, I, I just think they did a great job. I wasn't at all disappointed in anything, really. And I, I want to go see it again. I saw it in normal, uh, you know, call it 2D, but not 3D, not IMAX. And uh, I, I thought the movie looked great. Uh, the, the picture and sound were, were, were great. And I, I'm tempted to go try to go see it in IMAX. I don't know if you can see it in IMAX without 3D. I don't know if that's a possible combination or not. I, it may not be, and if it's just IMAX and you got to see 3D, I might give that a shot anyway. Uh, I, I I might check it out that way, but uh, go see this soon. Go see it with a with a bit of a crowd. I, I found it a lot of fun to see it with people in the theater who were really kind of cheering and clapping and laughing at the at the right moments, and and just just some you know I think that adds a lot to a movie's experience than than just you know sitting at home and watching it on DVD with just yourself or a couple people. I, I, I get into that. I know some people don't like, uh, you know, the whole thing with the theaters and the cost and, and all the people and people, you know, talking sometimes or whatever's going on. But uh, it's, uh, you know, you can always see it again sometime if you miss things, whether you see it in the theater in a week or two when it's calmed down or you watch it on DVD when that eventually comes out or Blu-ray or whatever. But go see it. It's a lot of fun. And uh, I think this is the start or the continuation of the Marvel comic book uh you know just franchise doing so well you know dc's had okay bits but they're not on the on the roller coaster thing that uh, we've got going with um marvel and i wanted to say too we're going to get three more movies um uh, not avengers although i expect we'll get more avengers movies nothing's been officially announced for another avengers movie yet but we're getting another iron man movie iron man 3 will be next year uh about this same time is it in April or May, though? Maybe it's April. I'll have to look at my uh, notes uh, or the magazine that I was looking at, Entertainment Weekly. But it's next April or May for the next Iron Man. And then in the fall uh, of that year of 2013, November, I think, we're going to get the next Thor movie. And then in about two years, in the uh, springish time of uh, 2014, yeah, two years from now, we'll get the next Captain America movie. And then I would expect sometime after that or somewhere in there we'll get another Avengers movie. But definitely, if you see this movie, wait through the entire credits. There are a couple of scenes. There's actually, at least in the States, they've there's two scenes. There's one partially way through the credits that they show. That's kind of the, I guess, kind of the main scene they, they I think, are showing everywhere worldwide. And then at the, at least in the U.S. screenings, and I don't know, maybe elsewhere too, but at the very end, all the credits have uh, gone through there's a there's a quick little scene at the very end that's worth staying for too uh, i'm sure if you dig around on the internet you can find these things and learn what they're all about if you want but that's up to you so anyway that's uh it i'm going to take a short break and i'll come back with some trek news and uh, possibly some spoilers so i will announce ahead of time before i talk about them but uh i'll come back after this break and we'll get into some trek talk hi my name's kenny and i'm a fanboy. Do you like Star Trek, Star Wars, Harry Potter? Do you consider yourself a brown coat or a twihard? Are you into cosplaying, LARPing, a furry? Can you speak Klingon or Elvish? Can you name all the doctors and their companions? Do you just love football or can't get enough of your favorite music group? Then this podcast is for you, Confessions of a Fanboy. Each episode, I sit down with a fanboy or fangirl and discuss their fandom and how it affects their daily lives. Be it geeky, sporty, or musical, fandoms can span a wide range of people. So come subscribe to Confessions of a Fanboy on iTunes. Or visit us online at confessionsofafanboypodcast.com and take a listen to fellow fans talk about the love for their fandom. 
All right, I kind of went back and forth and debated about uh, whether to talk about this yet, and uh, and I think I'm going to since this is a started out as a mostly Star Trek podcast, and I like to report on the news. Uh, I am going to announce here and say before I talk about them that the next few minutes uh, until we get into the uh, Voyager episode are going to be probably. Uh, we're going to cover, uh, there are some spoilers for the next J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie floating around on the internet. Uh, they're sort of spoilers in the way that they haven't really released much about this movie yet. Nothing much about the plot, who, who the main villain is, uh, things like that. So what I'm going to talk about in the next few minutes uh, has been reported on several sites. Nothing has been officially confirmed by Paramount or J.J. or anyone involved, but these have been, they're, they're, they're so, you know, almost obvious at this point with the little bits of things that we've seen and heard and learned that uh, they're really kind of almost no-brainer kinds of spoilers. And I don't think at all they really spoil what will uh, the movie will be that will be coming out in about a year in May of 2013. So I don't think there's here anything. This is just a, a little bit about who will be in the movie and what they're what part they're playing and uh, and that kind of a thing. So there isn't like you know Kirk dies or Spock dies or something like that. You know a big revelation. They're not spoilery like that. So anyway, without any further ado, you've been warned. Uh, this has been again reported on a few websites. So here we go. The first. Uh, there's really three right now that have been out there and floating around now for a little bit. Uh, the first thing isn't much of a spoiler if you followed Leonard Nimoy on Twitter or, or anything like that, and he also kind of hinted at this at some interviews recently when the Space Shuttle Enterprise did a flyover of New York, and he was at that. there was a ceremony kind of thing there, and one of the reporters kind of asked him a little bit about this. But yes, Leonard Nimoy is coming out of retirement once more and will have a, some type of a part in the next Star Trek movie. Not really, to me, a big surprise. I don't know how integral he'll be to the movie, what what kind of part he's going to play. Uh, but I, I have a feeling it won't be huge because if this is sort of a... It seems like it's sort of a last-minute thing to a degree. They kind of, you know, coaxed him to, to do this, J.J. and, and company. So uh, Leonard Nimoy, yes, will be some in some way involved in, in appearing in the next Star Trek movie. The, uh, the next one, and I'm going to save the kind of the biggest to me, the biggest for last... Uh, the next one is the Klingons. The Klingons are going to be involved in this movie. Again, to me, not much of a spoiler or a surprise. The Klingons are pretty much, if anyone at all who knows Star Trek, the Klingons have always been really the main adversary for uh, Star Trek, and especially in the TOS time. The Romulans are there too, but uh, you know, it's the Klingons. Klingons are are the the baddies at that time uh, for the for the Enterprise crew, and it, you know it makes sense to have them involved as 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 an adversary to some level in this next movie. Uh, no brainer. They actually had some involvement to to a degree in the first J.J. Abrams movie. It's not shown in the movie, but uh, Nero is actually held by the Klingons. If you read some of the the comic adaptations and prequel to that uh, movie that were put out, uh, you can see that, and uh, they just kind of cut that stuff out of the film. So, uh, And the last spoiler, the, the really biggie, and this has to do with the main villain. Uh, yes, the main villain is going to be Khan. Khan! I can't do it like William Shatner, sorry. Uh, yes, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, who plays Sherlock, the British actor, 
who is the main uh, villain in this movie, I guess you call it a villain, is playing Khan, Khan Noonien Singh, I, I, I would assume. And yes, he is not Native American looking. He's not Hispanic actor. He is in no way looks the ethnicity. Oh, there's always one word per show. He isn't of the same ethnic nature as Khan was, of course, played by Ricardo Montalban. And that's not really that big of a thing, probably. I mean, you know, this is an alternate universe. So Khan could just be some other genetic, you know, creation or whatever. That that's not a big deal. However, you have to keep in mind the the, the runner-up, the the actor they were going after first for Khan was Benicio del Toro, obviously a Hispanic actor. So they were at one point trying to keep into that realm. Whether that really will matter at all, probably not. I I think from what I've heard and seen, the little bit I've seen of Benedict Cumberbatch, he's a he's a fine actor. So I think he'll be able to do a good job with this. Um, so that's it. Those are those are the, uh, <laughs> you know, and, I, and, and now that this stuff is kind of out of the bag, I, I wish J.J. And, and somebody would just kind of come up and come forward. And, and, and I know they're kind of still finishing and filming the movie, so they're kind of busy. But I wish they would just step up and say, yep, this is what we're doing. And the movie's going to be called Star Trek, you know, Botany Bay or whatever it's going to be called. Oh, speaking of that, a lot of these things are not really that hard to, to dig up. If, if you look at the, uh, there was some audio commentary for the 2009 movie uh, from J.J., and that one time they toyed around with having an, a little scene during the very end movie, end of the movie or end credits or something like that where they were going to show like the Botany Bay ship floating out there in space or something like that to sort of give you a little teaser that the next thing that, that the Enterprise crew might have to deal with would be Khan and the Botany Bay. Now, we have no idea of how they're going to do this, whether it's going to be, you know, the Enterprise first discovering Khan, like they did in the original series episode, Botany Bay, or not Botany Bay, sorry, when they discovered the Botany Bay in the original series episode, Space Seed, or if there's going to be some blending of some things that happened in, in Space Seed and Wrath of Khan, who knows? Um, my take on all of this that's been announced is just, I, I have the utmost confidence in J.J. Abrams, the guys who wrote the script, and the cast and crew involved. I think it's going to be probably a wonderful, fantastic, fun, great, you know, adventure movie. Uh, but I do still feel that I wish they had come up with something a little more new and original. I, I just think that, you know, really, guys, I mean, you had all this time to work on something, and this is what you came up with. Now, it's an easy thing to do, in a way. I mean, I mean, this is a great storyline to go after, and there are a lot of people who don't know probably Space Seed and, and, and probably still a bunch of people who don't really know Wrath of Khan or really its significance. So there's probably really no harm in it. It's just people like us that know these things very well that may be going, you know, scratching our heads and, and saying this. I, I, I'm pretty happy, though. The reaction on the forum, at least, has been pretty positive. Everyone seems to be still okay and excited with this. So uh, so I, I'm sure it'll still all work out and all that. Uh, I just, I like, you know, we get these movies so few and far between. I like originality. I like things that sort of surprise me or new or different as much as I can get it. Uh, and new and different isn't always better or, or the best way to go. I, I can understand that and agree with that and, and, and see it. Uh, but, uh, you know, people say, well, they, they wouldn't. There's a lot of people who don't know Khan. Well, there's also a lot of people who don't. Plus, there's, you know, who don't know Khan and don't know any new idea they would have come up with. That would have covered everyone. You know, when you got X number of people out there going to see this movie, an X minus some amount that no con, 
you know, if you want to get them all, maybe, uh, then, uh, you know, there's there's that way to go. But the other thing is, is there's a little bit of an appeal to see what, you know, curiosity in a way that uh, will make uh, fans like us go back and see or go and see this movie and say, hey, what are they going to do with Khan? How's that going to go down and, and uh, whatever? So uh, it's it's sort of, a, it's certainly, I think, an easy uh, gamble. I, I, I sincerely doubt, except for the real few hardcore diehards who just say, I'm not going to go see this. He, they're doing Khan again. That's stupid, blah, 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 blah. There are going to be a few people that are probably going to feel that way and maybe some that actually even do it and boycott kind of and don't go see the movie. But I feel that's going to be a pretty small percentage uh, of folks. So uh, so that's probably not not a big deal to them. So there you go. Uh, now you can start listening again if you cut, cut all this out. I don't think these things are really that big. Uh, we were going to find this out officially pretty soon anyway, I think. There's a possibility we may even get some kind of a teaser for Star Trek sometime over the summer with the summer movie. So uh, they certainly will have the footage to, to throw something together. Uh, and, uh, you know, remember that original uh, 2009 teaser that we got of the Enterprise being kind of constructed and built? You know, J.J. is a pretty good guy at doing marketing and, and could certainly throw some kind of weird little teaser even once this comes out about Khan, I, I mean, why don't they just throw out like a little scene of the Botany Bay floating out there in space or something like that? If that's actually part of the movie this time, uh, that would be a great way to introduce the now that the Khan thing is out of the bag to introduce everyone to this idea and, and, and get Trek fans especially pretty excited, too. So. There you go, JJ. There's my suggestion for a little teaser to throw out here in a couple of months. So, All right, folks. Uh, I think that's it. I wanted to just cover some major things this week, talk a little bit about Avengers, some Star Trek stuff, and let's get into Voyager in the episode Hunters from Season 4 of that series. All right, here we go with Hunters from Season 4 of Star Trek Voyager. And that isn't trouble with your podcast. Those are some communication signals going on through space. You're seeing that uh, a scene of that here in Voyagers traveling through kind of a nebula. What happened? I'm not sure. The transmission just stopped. Locate the source, see if you can get it back. It looks like... Captain, the transmission was sent along the same network of alien relay stations we used to send the doctor to the Alpha Quadrant. Starfleet Command must be using them just like we did. Harry, can you clear the interference from that message? Yes, yes of course they are. They Come they on. They wouldn't stop until they found a way to get us home. Nonetheless, we can't assume they've been able to devise a plan this quickly. They're communicating with us. That's a big step. Okay, I've reprocessed everything we received. I've cleared out most of the interference. Here it is. This is Starfleet Command. If you are receiving this message, please study it carefully. We have information. That's all we got. It looks like the bulk of the transmission is lodged in one of the relay stations. Can you tell which one? It's about 3.8 light years from us on a heading of 274 Mark 13. Set a course, Tom. Last time we used one of those stations, the people who built it weren't too happy. We'll deal with that if we have to, but I'm not going to lose this opportunity. We're going to find out what the rest of that message says. A 
Now we're zooming over to a, a, an alien ship here, showing some skulls on the wall. this message. Unknown, it comes from across the galaxy. Locate the ship receiving it. It's on a course to one of our modules. Intercept. captain of this vessel here he just sort of reaches in and paints his his helmet a little bit these are um, of course the warrior bad guys called the Herogen that that sort of are nemesis for the Voyager crew uh, for many times and many episodes around this time of the season or the season and of the series all right let's turn the music down for the intro there a little bit uh Let's give you some background on this episode of uh, called Hunters uh, from Season 4. This was the 15th episode for this season, production number 183. Uh, first aired on February the 11th, 1998. Uh, the production number order, by the way, 80, uh, 183, means it was actually the uh, 82nd episode produced of Voyager. Uh, they, they started at 101. All right, the... Um, or 102, I guess. 101 was pilot, maybe. I don't know. Whatever they count it. It's like the 82, 82nd episode. This is written by uh, Jerry Taylor. Jerry Taylor, of course, was one of the staff uh, executive writers and, and producer and creator, one of the creators of Star Trek Voyager. So she knows the the cast, the crew, the the whole concept very well. So And she wrote several episodes of the series. Directed by David Livingston, a regular director on Trek. Uh, so uh, we've got some pretty good talent here. Now, uh, the reception to this episode uh, kind of started at the end in a way. It wasn't the greatest. Most uh, most reviews and ratings only average gave it average ratings and reviews. But I thought this one had some interesting things going on with it. And sometimes I don't necessarily always pick episodes based on, you know, oh, this was a great, great blockbuster episode, but how it has an impact on this series. And this one definitely has an impact on Voyager. Home from 60,000 light years away. Who knows what technological advances Starfleet has come up with since we've been gone? Yeah, they've got this a British guy that runs around in this blue box, and he can just pretty much go anywhere in space and time, so he'll come get you one at a time. But only if you're attractive young females, I think. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for the next series of Doctor Two to start. Okay, back to Voyager. I'm just happy my folks know I'm alive. I imagine there were quite a few celebrations when people got the news. Probably yeah, keep in mind they've been gone for a few years at this point. Things more difficult for some. I guess a lot of people had given up on us. Done their morning, gone on with their lives, found some kind of resolution. Now they get word that we're alive, but so far away that we might as well be dead. Some people might feel that way, but not my mom and dad. At the very least, we know the relay stations extend almost all the way to the Alpha Quadrant. I always thought Voyager had a good camaraderie between the crew. They became a little bit more close and tight-knit as a family. That has to be comforting. I think it's just being so isolated away from home causes that to happen. And it has to do, I think, a little bit about Janeway as a captain. You know, she's a little more, you know, motherly in a way to a degree. Where have you been? Here, doing my job. And just what is this pressing task? I'm trying to retrieve more of the message transmitted from Starfleet Command. Hmm. Your devotion to duty is admirable, but you must remember that your implants have to be monitored regularly. 
I'm fine. No, you're not. I'm detecting reduced levels of erythrocytes in your blood. How long has it been since you regenerated? 58 hours. Well, that explains it. <laughs> We've discussed this before, Seven. 58 you hours? You in your alcove for at least three hours a day. I have gone as long as 200 hours without regenerating. That was when you were a Borg. You seem to forget you're a good deal more human now. I assure you, I have not forgotten. Seems like as the one. fact that she doesn't have as much Borg in her as she could get by without doing it even that makes six. Uh, more. Six words in 58 hours? Wouldn't it be more efficient just to wait until we arrive at the relay station? This message is important to the captain. I'm aware of that. In fact, if it weren't for me, this transmission wouldn't have been possible in the first place. Yes, I, I am. Risked my matrix in order to go to the Very, apartment. you know, responsible for I this. I expect I'll become quite the hero. <laughs> Emergency medical hologram instrumental in the return of Voyager crew. Has a nice ring to it, don't you think? On the other hand, it is entirely possible that your program will be deleted and you'll be upgraded to conform to the most recent standards. What? 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 <laughs> I've accomplished things no EMH ever has. In fact, most likely I'll become an object of intense study and discussion, possibly even veneration. What's that? Report. We're encountering some kind of gravimetric forces. Source? Looks like it's coming from the relay station we're heading for. The station is still two light years away. How could it project a gravimetric field this far? We'd have to have an incredibly powerful energy source. I've compensated for the disturbance. We should be all right. At least until we get closer. I'm detecting a ship, Captain. 800,000 kilometers off the port bow. On screen. It's adrift. No propulsion systems, no weapons, no life support. I'm picking up one male humanoid aboard. He's dead. As soon as we're close enough, beam the body to sick bay. I want to know how he died. Yeah, this doesn't look like any ship that they're familiar with What's here. To him? He appears to have suffered a complete osteotomy. He's been gutted. Apparently some kind of surgical procedure was used to remove the entire skeleton as well as the musculature, the ligaments and tendons, and the internal organs. How long ago did this happen? It's difficult to say. Somewhere between a week and a month. I've seen this before. The Borg encountered a small ship of species 5174. They were also destroyed in this fashion. Did you ever determine who did it and why? No, it was irrelevant. Hmm. Return the body to his ship. His people may be able to retrieve him. Very well. When we get closer to the station, we can use the data processors and astrometrics to download the message. Yes, Captain. Yeah, so they haven't uh, encountered Captain's anyone sort of skinned like this before. After two days at high warp, we're close enough to the relay station to see it on long-range visual sensors. I'm not what, really sure. Not I'm missing exactly why it's taking him so long to go three light years. But decay ratios indicate it's at least 100,000 years old. I thought it would, they were closer to it than that. Negative, sir. That seemed Looks to like me a bit home. of a oh, that's good news. of an issue. Here we go again. The gravimetric field. Commander, if my sensors are right, that station is using a quantum singularity as a power source. A black hole? It's a tiny one, probably about a centimeter in diameter, but it's putting out almost four terawatts of energy. And someone has managed yeah, they're to getting their ship. Voyager's getting pretty shaken up by this. Tap its power. That's fascinating. Can we take this ship any closer? I wouldn't recommend it. Voyager would take a beating from the gravimetric eddies. All right, Tom, back us off. Aye, sir. Bridge to Janeway. Go ahead. 
We're as close as we're going to be able to get. Okay. We'll see if we can download the message from here. The data stream degraded during transmission. Elements have been dislocated, rearranged. It's going to require some time to decompress the message and rearrange it in the proper sequence. Well, don't worry about the sequence. Uh, I got some nice tea here with me this later. morning. But Always good to podcast with. I'm downloading the text. Highly recommended for podcasters out there. How much we miss you. We talk about you often. Wondering about your... Dang, sounds awfully personal from Starfleet Command. The children have grown so much you wouldn't... These are letters. These are letters from home. Yeah, so the first time since they've been lost we'll out be there. The official mail carrier Neelix. We'll get to the letters as quickly as we can download got, them. They've uh, got actually letters from home, family, friends. I've never seen the crew this excited. This is as close as they've come to their families in almost 4 years. I promise to treat these like gemstones. By the time you've delivered them, we should have more. I've got to run upstairs and Cut. do something real quick, so I'll let I'm the episode play on. while I'm gone. I'll be right back everyone. More here than just letters. What do you mean? There's a latent data stream buried under the message. It's heavily encrypted. Encrypted? It appears to contain a large block of text and what may be maps. Can you retrieve any of it? Not immediately. When more of the letters have been cleared out, I should be able to access the coded message. Well, I might just hope that it contains a plan for bringing us back to the Alpha Quadrant. I'm curious, Evan. What do you think about all this? Messages, the possibility of getting home. It lacks any emotional resonance for me. I've never even been to Earth. You realize you may have family there. That had not occurred to me. You could have cousins, grandparents. There might be more emotional resonance than you think. I am happy to announce that I have the first letters from home. Who are they for, Neelix? Ah, uh, this one is addressed to Commander Chakotay. Who's it from, Commander? An old friend. The person who recruited me into the Marquis. Maybe I'll read this in private. Tom, you have the bridge. Neelix, wait a minute. Aren't there any more? No, no more for the bridge crew. Not yet. Be patient. Come in. Good news, Mr. Vulcan. This one's for you. Thank you, Mr. Neelix. You can put it on the desk. Was there something more? All right, I'm back. Are you going to read it? Of course. Oh, I mean, Mr. Vulcan and Neelix. Ah, I'm okay. finishing my weekly tactical review. When it's completed, I'll read the message. You're going to wait until you finish the tactical review? Do you have any reason to believe the content of the message will change during that time? <laughs> well, that's not the point. It's a letter from your family. Don't you want to know what it says? I fully intend to find out what it says. 
It has some important news. You mean you've read it? Well, only the first few lines. When I was seeing who it was addressed to, I... <laughs> yeah, I just it. a little. I, uh, would you like me to read it to you? Very well. <laughs> uh, I always like the no relationship the here. News that you are alive. Your children and I have asked the priests at the Temple of Amunk to say prayers for your safe return. That's very sweet. Amonok. Pardon? The Temple of Amonok. One of the most sacred on Vulcan. Amonok, of course. The most significant news is the fact that your first son, Sek, has gone through the pot far. He made it and has become a father. You are now the grandfather of a healthy female who they have named Temeni after your mother. You're a grandfather. Isn't that wonderful? Congratulations. What should we call you now? Grandpa? Gramps? I think Commander Tuvok will suffice. Thank you, Mr. Neelix. I'll read the rest to myself. Just as long as you read it. Right away. No procrastinating. Who knows what else might be in that letter? And Tuvok sets the pad, the other pad, down and continues his work, but he's... And then he changes his mind. Then he picks it up. You know, Vulcans, of course, everyone, you know, they have emotions. They just choose to kind of keep them in check and sort of suppress them, so. And they, everyone's walking around in this episode yes. with an iPad in their hands. Just <laughs> I just had to get that in there. Yes, ma'am. Of course, it's the seven-inch mini iPad that they really have. You know, they, they're they're smaller because because that's a much handier version to read letters and things on. This is a letter from Mark, who I guess it's not that wasn't Janeway's husband, right? It's, they were just basically like you know live together, I think. There's a little description here on um, Memory Alpha of what the first bit of the letter says. I don't know if I have time to read it. But it's basically talking about their, their dog, Molly. Things at work are still crazy. Uh, and uh, basically, he says, since you've been gone a long time, uh, it's more or less a Dear John, or in this case, Dear Janeway letter, where he's kind of moved on with his life since he basically didn't think she was ever going to return. So, and that, Have you, you know, kind of makes sense. Don't expect one. Do you remember Sveta? Of course. I got one from her. Why would she be writing you? I think she's one of the Maquis, if I remember right. Chakotay doesn't look too happy here at this point. Something terrible has happened. I read that letter for an hour before I could accept it. Now I have to tell everyone else, and I'm not sure how to do it. It's over, Belana. There are no more Maquis. What are you saying? There are thousands of us. All wiped out. It seems the Cardassians have an ally. A species from the Gamma Quadrant who supplied them with ships and weapons. Tara? Roberto? 
Everyone except us is dead. Just about. Spira and a few lucky ones are in prison. No. Alana. Don't! You don't try to console me. I don't want to be comforted. Those were our friends. Good people willing to put their lives on the line for something they believed in. And now you're telling me that they are gone. That they are slaughtered. Those are the risks we all took. We knew where it could lead. It's not right and you know it. I will make someone pay. I swear I will. If we ever get back. It's good to see a little Klingon coming out in uh, Balana here. And it's also nice that they touch on the, the whole Maquis thing, you know, because keep in mind they were, you know, this little rebel group and it got kind of Tom. blended into Voyager and then they got kind of ignored a little bit, that whole downloaded. island, oh, yeah? the, the whole uh, is supposed to be on his way here now. situation with the Maquis. What do you suppose this is, anyway? What what is? This mystery dish. It tastes vaguely like chicken, but it has the consistency of corn husks. Is that all you can think about? What you're eating? <laughs> well, I don't like guessing at what I put in my stomach. Tom, we're getting letters from home. Doesn't that mean anything to you? Not particularly. I don't believe you. Well, it's really not that bad. Yeah, I remember Paris and his father weren't exactly Good news. Uh, Seven has been able to download people that some got along. Letters. You know, father son was a little rough between the this two of them. This one is for Susan Nicoletti. Is she here? Oh, yeah. Fitzpatrick. Right here. Thank you. Uh, Kyoto? Goldwatt. Ah, who's a bullion, I think, on this. Ashmore. Dorado. I'm here. There's not going to be one for me. Who's not done yet? Hang on. And finally, Parsons. I'm sorry if your name hasn't come up, but Seven is still working. Neelix, I thought you had over 30 letters. 30? Where did you hear that? That's what was going around. Don't pay any attention to rumors. Right. Yeah, you know, it's nice to see this. You know, you could see how they're all very interested in uh, getting a letter from home, seeing what's going on. You know, they've, you they've get your felt up lost here. out there for no so hopes, long. No disappointments. I'm not you. Another nice thing about this episode, I think, that you get in here is is each mm. one of the cast and the you know the crew of Voyager gets Captain, a little, I'm beginning to have get a little sense of them. The data stream. A little bit more. The longer more. it remains lodged in the relay station, the more it degrades. If we could get near enough, we could try to stabilize the containment field. But I can't risk taking the ship in any closer. A shuttle could withstand the gravimetric eddies more easily than Voyager. I'd like to try it. I'd want Commander Tuvok to go with you. For what reason? It isn't my custom to send an away team of one. As you wish. I always find it interesting that this happens in a few episodes of Trek, all of them. Well, the big old Voyager can't Hi. handle the, the trip Hi. in, but I a shuttle, yeah, no problem. And She's I, gone with Tuvok to shore up the station's confinement field. I think the idea is that the Take smaller shuttle can kind of ride these waves out better. Disappointed? Is the thought, but it, it still not. kind of seems Could a little odd that? to me sometimes. I told you there's nothing between us. 
I know there's nothing between you. It's purely a one-way attraction. Very funny. Harry, you might as well wear a big sign that says, I'm in love. Everyone sees it. Look, I'll admit that for a while, well, she's a very attractive woman, but I've gotten over that. Okay. Fine. Believe whatever you want. <laughs> if you didn't come down here to see her, why did you? I wanted to know if I'd gotten a letter yet. Sorry, I haven't seen anything so far. Do you think uh, there's going to be one for everybody? I'm sure that Starfleet contacted the families and friends of everyone on this ship. They know how important that would be. I hope so. Harry, you'll get one. Try to be patient. You know, keep in mind, too, remember that, that Harry was the one that was convinced that his family would, would be thinking of him a lot. Commander, and he really would have expected a letter. Vulcans are incapable of lying. We are capable of telling lies. However, I have never found it prudent or necessary to do so. You have never lied. Only under orders from a superior officer. Then I must ask you something. Is it the captain's custom to send at least two people on an away mission? It's not only her custom. It's recommended Starfleet protocol. I see. Is there a purpose to your question? I am wondering if the captain still doesn't trust me, if she feels I require supervision. I am not certain how the captain regards you, but her decision to have me accompany you on this mission shouldn't be taken as evidence of any particular attitude. I believe we are close enough to emit a polar on pulse. Bring the main deflector online. Ready. The variance in the containment field is now at 0.29. That should prevent further degradation of the signal. Let me ask you a question, Seven. Is the captain's opinion important to you? My understanding of the hierarchy on Voyager is that the captain's opinion is important to every member of the crew. What's happened? We've just been scanned by a subnucleonic beam of some kind. The navigational sensors have been disrupted. We must get Voyager to send out a directional beacon to guide us back. Tuvok to Voyager. Voyager, please respond. Commander, we've lost other systems as well. We have no communications, no warp engines, and no weapons. I suspect this was done intentionally by the ship that's approaching rapidly off our port stern. So they're being followed by the Herogen, they, they'll realize here soon, but uh, pretty big compared to the shuttle. There are 50,000 kilometers in closing. Our shields are losing integrity. I'll try to get at least one phaser array back online. Commander, one more hit and we'll be susceptible to a hull breach. That ship is larger than ours. If we lure it closer to the station, it will be far more vulnerable to the gravitational eddies than we are. Tractor beam. We're being pulled toward the ship. I'll try to disrupt it. Unsuccessful. Launching a distress beacon.
so the shuttle's getting pulled in, and then it was blasted with some other type of energy weapon, Towards which kind bridge. of knocked out right. Tuvok and Seven of Nine. Captain, could Lieutenant Paris come down here? I think I've got something he'd want to see. He's on his way. They, uh, obviously, they, this beacon that they sent out, hopefully will right help Voyager find them. It's right here. <clears throat> Who's it from? Can't tell yet. Maybe it's from the rehab colony, telling me I violated probation. Why are you acting like this? I just want to know who the letter's from, okay? You should know in a minute. I'll be on the bridge. What, you're not going to wait? I'm on duty. Voyager is hanging in space. There's not a lot to do at the helm. I just thought that I should be at my post. You may be able to fool someone else with that ploy, but you're talking to me, Tom. Just download the letter, okay? A little more has come in. It's from Starfleet. From an Admiral Owen. Do you know him? Admiral Owen Paris. It's my father. That's wonderful. Maybe. I don't know exactly why, but the more everybody gets excited about these letters from home, the more I don't want any part of it. Maybe because what I have on Voyager is so much better than anything I ever had back there. I just don't want the reminder. You're not the same person you were four years ago. What makes you think he is? <laughs> no, you don't know him. At least give him a chance. He's obviously reaching out. When he forms an opinion about something, nothing can change his mind. Fine. Excuse me if I can't feel terribly sorry for you. I learned this morning that a lot of my friends are dead. And I've gone from being so angry that I wanted to kill someone to crying for an hour. And now I'm just trying to, to accept it and move on. Lana, that's awful. Oh, I am so sorry. And here I am going on about something that doesn't even matter anymore. No, 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 I'm sorry. It obviously does. You care what he thinks about you. I still do. I'll let you know when I get the whole letter. Yeah, it's a good scene. I like Come that. Uh, always like the Tom Bellana like relationship and friendship that starts. Stabilized quite a bit. Bellana says she's downloading the letters much more easily now. That's good news. We don't have the shuttle on sensors yet, but they should be back soon. I've learned a few interesting things about that relay station. I also don't understand why Voyager didn't pick up the other it's ship coming in, what was going on with the shuttle. Is that in interference really that severe that they can't, couldn't see what was going on? 
Doesn't make sense to me exactly. If nobody shows up to protest, I'd like to stay here for a while. Try to find the answers to some of these questions. This is the kind of archaeological puzzle that's always fascinated me. Want a cup? Is every Starfleet captain an archaeologist? Come on. <laughs> Picard, Janeway. You haven't mentioned your letter. Who was it from? It was from Mark, the man I was engaged to. Oh, they were engaged, that's right. He told okay. me about the litter of puppies my dog had, how he found homes for them, how devastated he was when Voyager was lost, how he held out hopes we were alive longer than most people did until he realized that he was clinging to a fantasy. Nah, not so, so much. So he began living his life again, meeting people. Women. Letting go of the past. About four months ago, he married a woman who works with him. He's very happy. How do you feel about that? Well, I knew he'd eventually move on with his life. But there was such a finality to that letter. Kim to the captain. Can you come to the bridge? A lot of good uh, scenes and emotions in this episode. One it? of the things we that I like about it. We picked up an automated distress signal from Tuvok shuttle. Sensors show there's no one on board. Yeah, so the Hiroshian here have captured, uh, obviously captured Tuvok and Seven of Nine. I really like the, the, these guys are like the predators of Star Trek, you know, the predators from the movie. There's all these showing these nets and these skeletons and bones. I remember how the, the predators would ca capture and, and kill, and, and then they would keep trophies from their uh, their prey and their victims. And the, the, they're very much like that. These guys are also huge in this episode. They uh, Some of the people working on Voyager, they, uh, they wanted football player types who were very tall, bulky, and then their costumes, they put them in in high boots that made them even bigger. So uh, you will see in this episode, if you watch it sometime, Netflix or whatever, these Herogen that they are, uh, that they run into here are just big, big guys. And again, they're looking around. Tuvok's, uh, he's kind of trussed up, so is Seven of Nine. They have these straps around them with Seven. their hands tied behind their backs, uh, laying on the ground. Seven of Nine. And there are weapons and, and knives and torture-type things uh, hanging on the wall around them. Where are we? I assume we're on the alien ship. This is most uncomfortable. Have you seen anyone? No. If we can reach one of those blades, perhaps we can cut through these bindings. You were pathetic prey. Easily taken. The hunt was not satisfying. I want information. Why do you violate our property? I could snap your puny neck with one twist. Hardly worth taking. Answer me. Why do you use our modules? We're trying to retrieve important messages from our home. Return us to our ship, and we'll be on our way, without trespassing again. I took you in a fair hunt. 
I claim the relics of the chief. They have uh, these little cups of paint around again, and now one of them is, is putting this stripe across Seven of Nine's Are head. Are the others on your ship able to put up more of a fight than you? You will find our captain a formidable opponent and our ship heavily armed. Good. Strong prey makes for a better hunt. Release us now and you'll be safe. Otherwise, we will destroy you. <laughs> I like Tuvok's attitude here. here. Relics. Let us go. The first of Very Return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker. I have located their ship. Jabba, it's let me go. It's from the module. We'll be there within the hour. Go to stalking mode. Oh, maybe that's how Why Voyager do you didn't detect. The rest of the group is on its way. I wanted to claim this prey for myself. We may not be able to take them alone. We need the strength of the others. I won't share prey with the others. These two must be the only relics. Prepare them. Captain, it's tricky to scan through the interference, but I think I'm detecting a ship. What kind of ship? Let me reconfigure the sensor array. It's a Rogan, and Tuvok and Seven are on it. I'm trying to remember yeah. how many times they've encountered them at this point in the on series. Screen. I don't think it's that I'm much. I'm Captain Janeway of the Starship Voyager. You have two of my crew on board. Disconnect your link to our module and leave this space. Not without my people. They are my relics. I'm prepared to offer you something for their safe return. Surely we can come to an agreement. If the rest of my group arrives, you will be taken as well. I'm giving you a chance to run. We don't run. Captain, I've got three more ships on sensors coming toward us at high warp. Don't be foolish. Leave now and save yourselves. Give me my people and we'll do just that. They're mine. And get ready for a fight. Red alert. Yeah, you know, again, the you know, there's a pretty good, I think, Are they prepared? alien yes. species but for them to go the against. We should wait until the others arrive and take the ship. In this scene, I they look so so kill. huge compared to Seven and Tuvok. If there's a battle, we must join it. And I think Tim the Russ is, is about a six-foot guy too. Perhaps you are more interested in collecting relics. Perhaps your judgment is clouded. Don't question. They have good costuming, good makeup. The, they're now. good aliens I for Voyager. Carefully about your decision. If you kill us, our captain will hunt you down and show no mercy. I'm not concerned. Lower the harness. A long coiled intestine. An interesting trophy. What possible use could you make of my intestines? Unusual relics are prized. Yours will make me envied by men and pursued by women. You're a crude species. <laughs> Only your size makes you formidable. Your insults are as pitiful as your efforts to escape. This one first. I want the female to witness what will happen to her. Their bone structure makes cunning to the back difficult. This will take time. Yes, a good scene here. Voyager is really close to the Erosian ship. I'm getting it out piece by piece. At least another half hour. 
How are you coming? That ship has some kind of monotanium armor plating. It's scattering the targeting beam. The other three ships are closing. They're within 6,000 kilometers. Beam. You're right Captain, next to them. Those Shoot. Those ships have massive weapons. They've definitely got us outgunned. Harry, let me see those ships in relation to the relay station. Yes, ma'am. Maybe we can use that quantum singularity to our advantage. How? If we can boost the effect of the singularity, increase the gravitational pull, we might be able to stop them. The pull would increase if we could weaken the station's containment field. An anti-thoron burst might do it. If we're not careful, we might be pulled in as well. Don't worry. We're going to be ready for it. Harry, create a low-level warp field around Voyager. Sublight energy level. That should help counteract the gravitational pull. If the field is too strong, we won't be able to beam Tuvok and Seven aboard. Then you'll have to find the right balance, won't you, Harry? Yes, ma'am. On my mark, direct a level 8 anti-thoron burst toward the station. Level eight. Oh, you know, the, the, here is one of the uh, classic uh, techno babble solutions. System is online. I'm ready with thrusters. Do it. It's working. Try the transporter lock again, Harry. Stabilize the ship. They've got Tuvok un untaken out of his straps now, so he grabs the weapon. He gets one of the, the Hirogen guys down. But then he gets kind of tossed into a wall. Ready weapons. Signal the others to attack. Close to the bridge. Train right here. The anti-thoron burst collapsed the signal. I've gotten as much of the message as I'm going to get. Acknowledged. Hail those ships. Channel open. This is Captain Janeway. Agree to retreat and we'll restore the containment field. Captain, they're firing. The weapons are destabilizing the containment field. This is Janeway. Stop firing. You're putting yourselves in grave danger. The field is going. The singularity is about to be exposed. Captain, the ship with Tuvok and Seven is still being pulled in. Get a tractor beam on it. I have Tuvok and Seven targeted, but if we try to transport them now, the gravity well could scatter their patterns. The tractor beam is weakening. We're going to lose them. Gary, we have to risk it. Activating the transporter. Pull reverse. Increase power to the engine. No response. Do you have them? Not yet. Their patterns are distorting. Narrow the annular confinement beam. Tractor beam's almost of gone. Of course. Captain. We're losing this tug of war. Reroute all secondary power to the tractor emitters. The tractor beam collapsed. That ship is headed into the. There's a cool hole. effect where the station the collapsed on itself it. through the because of the singularity. And now the other Hirogen ship that had seven and Tuvok is going in. I got them. They're in transporter room two. I need more power. We're being pulled in. Transfer all available power to the engines. It's not enough. Shut down life support. The structural integrity is failing. The hull is starting to buckle. We're going in. Open the antimatter injectors to 120%. Captain, I can breach the core. So will that black hole now just do it. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, let's overclock this sucker. We're free. Resume course. I'll be in astrometrics. Captain, look at this. The energy released from the singularity... The actually working title for this episode was called Communications at First, before it became Hunters. I kind of like that name better, in a way, for what the episode was about. How soon can we see what Starfleet had to say? Oh, it'll take some time to decode. Harry should probably work on it. If you'll excuse me... I have a few letters to deliver. Well, Neelix can do that. No need. 
Anyway, there's one that I want to do personally. Good news, Harry. I got this at the last minute. It's from my folks. Thanks. Ah, good. Harry got a letter in the end of it all anyway. So. I'm sorry, Tom. I wasn't able to download yours in time. Just when I was getting eager to read it. You could assume that he said he loves you. And that he's proud of you. I think I will. Captain's log, supplemental. Seven of nine and Commander Tuvok suffered no serious physical damage after their encounter on the alien ship. I've been eager to hear Tuvok's impressions of the species who took them hostage. I learned very little about them. Yeah, I this is the first time they really confront them, dangerous. I think, yeah. They seem to lack any moral center. Do you know why the relay network was so important to them? No. I assume they used it for communications as we did. Well, they won't be using it anymore. They For this one. About that, For this relay station, at I least. I doubt we've seen the last of them. Come in. Yeah, you haven't seen the last of them. So this was their first con confrontation with them. Me. Seven as a board had some background Repair with them. teams have inspected the ship from stem to stern. Except for some maintenance that's needed on the warp coils, everything seems fine. I suppose so. Want some coffee? Thanks. Cream and sugar, huh? Two sugars. Oh, two sugars? You know, you drink too much of that stuff. Really? If I'm not mistaken, that's your third cup this morning. Fourth, and on a day like today, it won't be my last. Coffee. The finest organic suspension ever devised. It's got me through the worst of the last three years. How much coffee do they have on Voyager, you know? It. I don't think it's synthetic. I don't think it's created oh, for sure the replicator. Will be fine. They must have a but big... The crew might be a they must have like a deck of coffee. I think they were hoping <laughs> mail call would become a regular part of their day. Neelix is putting together an impromptu party. He thought it might cheer them up. Good idea. When will it be? As soon as he can get people together. Leave it to Neelix to come up with the right idea at the right time. How are you doing? Me? I'm fine. <laughs> You'd say that if you just had your legs torn off by a Trachan beast. Look what you've been through the last few days. We finally make a connection with home, and then it's ripped away from us. We managed to make another enemy who's going to try and hunt us down and destroy us. And on top of that... It's all right, you can say it. On top of all that, I got a Dear John letter. Dear Janeway letter. Not John. Dear Janeway. Wasn't really a surprise. Yeah, it really is it. I didn't really it? expect him to wait for me, considering the circumstances. Yeah, you'd be happy for him. It made me realize that I was using him as a safety net, you know. As a way to avoid becoming involved with someone else. You don't have that safety net anymore. I'm right so here, I'm... Captain. I'm right here. And again, my life is far from uneventful here in the Delta Quadrant. Come on, I'm hunky Chicote. Come it's on. It's not like I would have had a chance to pursue a relationship. Even if I had realized I was alone. You're hardly alone. And to my way of thinking, there's still plenty of time. Plenty of time. Elix to the ready room. The party's about to begin, and there are only two people missing. We're on our way. <laughs> Only two people, so the whole crew of Voyager is there? Come on, I don't think they can fit them all in the, in the mess hall. But uh, anyway. All right, let's dial, dial that down a bit. 
Yeah, I think this is a good episode. I, I, I think it's a lot better than it seems like some people have rated it. They, uh, on uh, Memory Alpha, for example, Star Trek Monthly only scored this a 3 out of 5. Cinnamon Fantastic, which is a long-running magazine, 2 out of 4 stars. Uh, it seems like uh, somebody said they, they were not completely happy with this episode. This is somebody who worked on Voyager. There are shows you love every season and shows that are kind of awkward, and this show was awkward in many ways. Uh, it's, it's a good show, but not one of our greatest, he says. Uh, what else we've got here? Uh, oh, there's an unauthorized reference book called The Delta Quadrant. It says this, they gave it only, this episode, only a 4 out of 10. Um, they had wished, you know, and hoped that in a way that the McKee thing had been uh, touched upon a little bit further, you know, that they were, all the McKee were killed, some, some are in, in jail, and there was a thought at, at a couple times that they they'd uh, they'd end up being having to be put in the brig or something like that. You know, the Maquis that are still aboard. Uh, I'm kind of glad. You know, they've earned their place as part of Voyager's crew, so I was kind of glad they didn't bother with pursuing that or, or doing anything. And but I was happy that they brought that back up, and they also got to be connected with what was going on back in the in the Alpha Quadrant because of the, you know, the Cardassians and the war and everything that was going on there. So it was a kind of a way to, to, to tie it back home. And eventually, you know, of course, they, they run into other ways and other means to get messages back and forth between uh, Starfleet and, and Voyager. And this is a sort of a step in that direction. So again, I think this is a cool episode. It, it is kind of a, a stepping stone and a, and a critical stage in, in the series as a whole between the message thing, between the their confrontation with the Herogen. So I, I like it. I think it's cool. And I, I like all the little messages from home and Neelix delivering them and, and all of that. So that's nice to see. And I, I was kind of happy that some of them didn't get a message, you know, especially obviously Tom Paris. I, I thought that was kind of good that they, they showed how, you know, how hard it was to get these and, and, and he kind of got left out. And first, you know, the thing is he, he doesn't really, in, he's not interested, doesn't care. He, you know, he's always had this troubled relationship with his father. And then in the end, he, he kind of looks forward to getting the message, but then doesn't get one. So I think that's kind of interesting, too. So I'll take a short break. I'm going to come back with a kind of a collectible review in a way and uh, and finish off today's podcast. Hey, this is Ethan Phillips from Star Trek Voyager, and you're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi. Okay, uh, for the collectible th- segment this week, uh, for this time out, I'm going to talk about... Uh, a an uh, item that I recently got uh, that I wasn't completely happy with, so actually I sent it back. So this isn't, it's sort of a collectible review, but of a review of something that I've uh, shipped back. This is, uh, it was made by Sideshow, Sideshow Collectibles. And what they did is, uh, I think it's a one-sixth scale. No, no, one-quarter scale? Maybe one-quarter scale. I'll have to look at that. It's pretty big. It was pretty big. I think it's more than one-sixth. I think it's maybe one-quarter scale. Uh, and... Uh, Anyway, that's uh, not super important, but they did a Han, uh, a Han Solo in carbonite replica with uh, including a little base module that made it look like it was hanging on the wall in Jabba's palace. This just has been uh, has been on sort of uh, back order, pre order for a long time for me for many months, and they finally got them uh, done and started shipping them out. And I got mine a couple of weeks ago, I guess maybe a week and a half. But I wasn't completely happy with it. A couple things were happening at first. First, I couldn't get the light-up features. It's supposed to show that Han kind of uh, coming out of the carbonite. 
and I, I was having trouble getting that to work. There's a couple of two little tiny switches on the on the side panels on the lower side panels of it that you have to use to activate that feature. Uh, and there's no instructions or anything with it, and I, they're very hard to, to, to notice. The, they did a good job of hiding the switches, so good of a job even when I pressed on all the side panels. I just I guess I didn't check those. I kind of eventually got it to work, but I was also not super pleased with the, the sculpt of the Han and Carbonite. Uh, I thought they did kind of an okay job on it, but uh, there are certain pieces and aspects of it that didn't look quite right. I thought his neck looked a little funny, he, uh, he, I also thought the carbonite in general, where you're not seeing Han on it, but was was much more rough looking than it is in really in the movie prop. Uh, they they had it more chunky and, and just it didn't look as smooth as some of the reference photos I've seen of of that uh, prop that was used in the movie. And so it, was, it wasn't terrible, but it was just off. It just looked a little funny to me. And I thought that the finish of the, the Han piece and the carbonite was a little off, too. The coloring of it seemed a little too um, uh, silvery and a little too metallic to, 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 again, my impressions of what that piece looked like uh, from, from studying it over the years in different times. It was a cool setup. The light-up features were kind of neat once I got those to work. It wasn't a bad piece, but it was $300, and... and I don't do this very often, but I decided to ship it back to Sideshow for a refund. Uh, it, I went back and forth on it, kept it for a couple of days, uh, and and then just ultimately decided to do, uh, and they have a 30-day policy. Sideshow's pretty cool. Uh, it's kind of a satisfaction guaranteed uh, policy, so if you aren't satisfied with the piece for some reason, you can ship it back to them for a refund, which I did. And uh, I, I ultimately want to get a full-size one, whether I build one myself, through through various uh, ways there have been castings made that people have done over on the replica prop forum and build my own out uh, I'd love to do that it's it's a fairly time-consuming project and these days time is is precious so it's it's hard to to, to start something like that but uh, that's one possibility they're also making a full scale a new one sideshow is a full size one some point but that thing's probably going to cost five thousand dollars or more so that might not be practical so who knows someday i'll get something but uh so that's it the, kind of a mini collectible mini uh idea or not idea but mini review of this piece i know some people jedi jeff got one uh and other people on a statue forum that i'm on got them some people are pretty happy with it uh, and, and some people are not. It's a bit mixed in, in some of the reviews. Again, I don't think it's a terrible piece by any means. I just I just, just wasn't quite thrilled with it for the money, so I, I, I sent it back, and I didn't really want to have mixed feelings about it. I, I feel for the money these days and, 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 uh, and all of that that I really want to be really much more pleased and happy with the piece to keep it in my collection. So there you go. Uh, quick, quick little look at that. Uh, I want to give you a, just a heads up, a couple things that coming up on the podcast next weekend. I'm actually going to be back next week in an unusual uh, time. and It's not going to be a skip week completely for me, but it is going to be a little bit easier in a way of a show to do. We're going to do a Skype chat. That'll be next weekend's podcast. And if you want to join in the, on the Skype chat, we do it over Skype, obviously. And we're going to talk about summer movies, what we're looking forward to this summer, a little bit about hopefully Avengers. More people will have seen it by then, and we can talk about it hopefully uh, with, with some of the people joining in. That will come out next weekend. We're actually going to record the Skype call on 
on Saturday, May 12th at 3 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. So do the math. If you want to join in, uh, if you're somebody who hasn't done it before, uh, just shoot me an email, treksf at gmail.com with your uh, your Skype handle. And I think mine's treksf. I can never remember if it's treks in sci-fi or treksf. I think it's treksf, though. Uh, so uh, that will be next week on the podcast. Uh, on the 20th of May, you are going to get a guest uh, uh, spot uh, that weekend instead of next weekend. This will be Jen from the Anomaly podcast and Meds, Hawkeye Meds from the forum, from Waffle On, and, and many other things. Anyway, they're going to do a special guest cast on a movie. I, I'm, I think I'm going to keep it a surprise. It's a little bit of a, a, a lesser-known, unusual movie that they're going to be looking at, uh, but I know you guys are going to enjoy that show, so that'll be on the 20th. And on the 27th, I am going to do a, a podcast, maybe video cast, on the Motor City Comic Con. That's actually going to take place that weekend prior to it when Jen and Meds are doing their show. It's going to be on the 18th, 19th, 20th here in, in Novi, Michigan. They have it each year. And you guys have seen me do these shows before and heard them if you've been a, a longtime listener of Treks and Sci-Fi. So uh, we've got Dean Kane. Let me see. I've got my little flyer here from them. Who's going to be at this show again? I think there was going to be a Trek celebrity. Uh, we're going to have, uh, let's see, Dean Kane, who played Superman on The Adventures of Lois and Clark. Yvonne Craig, Peter Tork, uh, Sean Patrick Flannery's going to be there. Oh, Sam Witwer from Being Human and Battlestar Galactica. Nichelle Nichols, that's who's going to be there from Trek. And Billy D. Williams, Lando Calrissian. Uh, hey, and what have we here? Yeah, so who else are we going to have? Elena Huffman, who was on Stargate Universe. Bill Moomy. Will Robinson from Outer Space uh, on uh, Lost in Space. Butch Patrick from the Monsters. Uh, who else? What else? Let's see. Aaron Gray is going to be back. She's been there a few times. Oh, Colin Ferguson from Eureka, who plays Jack Carter on there. He's going to be here. Uh, who else? Robert Duncan McNeil. Obviously, you just heard him. Uh, Tom Paris from Voyager is going to be here. Uh, we've got uh, who else? Sherilyn Finn, who was in Twin Peaks. Dwight Schultz from Voyager. And uh, also Next Generation, of course. And, uh, yeah, a pretty good lineup, actually, this year, I'd say. No super big, huge st stars. They don't really get mega stars there. Occasionally, uh, it's been they've done it. But uh, they usually do it by, uh, by volume. There's a lot of comic book artists. I, I think it's a pretty good show. It's not too expensive, and it's only about a 25-minute drive from my house, which those are all pluses. So I'm going to get a press pass and hopefully get some interviews or or commentary or whatever maybe record some things at, at different uh, uh talks that these people give i'm gonna be either i'll be there saturday if anybody's listening who's in the area i'm gonna be there saturday in novi that'll be the i guess it'll be the 19th of may so uh and then that will be uh as a vidcast hopefully maybe an audio cast on the 27th of may so that's coming up on trucks and sci-fi i gotta get out of here get this edited and up online for all of you so take care everybody enjoy your week and uh, oh one last thing uh, i recently found out uh, through an email that i got nominated treks and sci-fi for a parsec award these are awards for podcasts and other things that are given out at dragon con uh have been for a little while and it looks like there's a lot of nominees so i don't know i don't really expect to win but i have to submit a podcast from the last year to them piece of, a piece of a podcast as a uh as sort of uh, for the judges to to narrow their choice down uh if anyone out there has suggestions I, i've been tossing around a few ideas in my head about 
which uh, I think it's only 10 minutes long. I can cut out a piece of a podcast to send them that I can do. I was thinking maybe possibly last uh, year's last summer Blade Runner, maybe uh, that I thought that was good, or maybe one of my interview shows. Uh, who knows? I'll, I'll figure out something to send them. But anyway, I'm not sure if anyone listening was involved in nominating the, uh, my uh, podcast for a Parsec Award. I think if you want to learn more about those, I think their website is just parsecawards.com. Uh, you can check it out all there, and there's other nominees listed as well. So that was pretty cool. Uh, please, if you get a chance, uh, put up a review on iTunes for Treks and Sci-Fi. Uh, podcast donations always welcome. All that information and more over at the main website, treksinsci-fi.com. And if you want to be on the forum, if you're not yet, shoot me an email for that, and I'll sign you up and get you set up for that on treksf uh, at gmail.com for all emails and, and correspondence to Rico. <laughs> All right, take care, everybody. Enjoy the the Avengers. Go see it. I, I guarantee you, you're going to love it. Go see the Avengers this week sometime if you haven't yet. Go see it again. I'm going to try to do that. Take care. Bye-bye.
This has been a Rick Dusty podcast production.